Hi, it's Mike Stiles, and this is This Week in the Metaverse, your weekly newscast that keeps you up to date on everything that isn't real and yet is. It's February 13th. Let's find out what happened around the metaverse this week. Nothing hurts your feelings more than there being a club and the people in that club working hard to make darn sure you don't join it. I don't know, I guess that depends on the club. But crypto businesses want in on the financial system club, and that club seems increasingly uninterested. At least in the U.S., authorities are using some techniques to restrict crypto firms and stop banks from offering services to them. All this is alleged, of course, but the anecdotal evidence is pretty strong. The strategy seems to be to wall off the financial system from crypto, using several agencies to discourage banks from dealing with them. Nick Carter, co-founder of venture firm Castle Island, says the point of that is to leave crypto businesses unbanked. From Carter's chats with bank executives, he says, They tell me they're facing immense pressure from the Fed and FDIC. Founders are telling me they can't get bank accounts anywhere for startups. Regulators threaten and bully bank leadership behind the scenes, then publish guidance stressing banks are free to service crypto clients. They're not. Anyway, if there's no way to exchange coins for the dollar and if crypto exchanges close up shop in the U.S., the U.S. financial establishment will have successfully defended itself against innovation. If you're a big fan of the metaverse, you will be welcome in Saudi Arabia. They're big proponents of it and have shown a lot of early interest in it. Now they've signed some kind of memorandum of understanding with the sandbox. What's the understanding? I don't understand it. R.T. Watson at the block says no one will say anything about it or give any details. What are they going to do? What does it mean? Sandbox co-founder Sebastian Bourget said, It was a true honor to sign our Memorandum of Understanding partnership between the Sandbox and the Saudi Arabia Digital Government Authority. We look forward to exploring, advising, and supporting mutually each other in activations of the metaverse. Yeah, but what does that mean? The Saudi Arabia DGA is that country's authority that deals with all things digital government. I can tell you the deal was signed at the Leap Tech Conference in Riyadh, but that doesn't tell you much. Sandbox is considered an early leader in development of the metaverse, and Saudi Arabia, as well as the United Arab Emirates, have been pursuing policies and investments in crypto, Web3, and the metaverse. I have an understanding with my ex-girlfriends. Should I get a memorandum for that? We just talked about how into the metaverse Saudi Arabia and the UAE are, but what if you examined the tweets of regular old citizens around the world to determine how they feel about the metaverse? Which countries love it and which countries are dubious at best? Well, Ezra Regera writes that's exactly what crypto data website Coin Kickoff did. They looked at 1.6 million tweets, talk about doom scrolling, to measure metaverse sentiment. Who's feeling most positive about it? Vietnam. 56.8% of metaverse-related tweets from there were supportive of it. In fact, East Asian countries were generally positive. In addition to Vietnam, good vibes came from the Philippines, Ukraine, Nigeria, and Indonesia. On the other end of the spectrum, don't expect to be virtually kissing the Blarney Stone in the metaverse anytime soon because Ireland doesn't seem interested. 14.4% of metaverse tweets from there were negative. I think they like banshees more than they like the metaverse. Other Western countries joined them in being Debbie Downers, including Denmark, New Zealand, Canada, and the United States. 
But we're negative about everything except Beyonce, so don't listen to us. What's not going to happen is all that negative sentiment stopping development of the metaverse. It's just that if this podcast doesn't blow up in Ireland, I shouldn't let that keep me up at night. Now we're going to learn you up on a couple of relatively new terms you might have been hearing about. Cointelegraph's Arun Kumar Krishna Kumar explores the budding world of fidgetal NFTs. Obviously, that's a mashup of physical and digital, but what do you get after you've done the mashing? Fidgetal NFTs go beyond virtual use cases of NFTs and connect real-world products to the virtual world. That's what. It's a way for brick-and-mortar businesses to engage with customers using NFTs, but that connect in some way to the real-world business and its products. The hope is that as brand fans collect digital NFTs, they form some kind of tribe around the brand, and that translates into loyalty and retention. Fidgetals don't necessarily rely on native Web3 communities. They can be blockchain agnostic, so all the focus is on the brand. Industries like luxury, fashion, food and beverage, wearables, entertainment, even consumer goods have started getting into it with a variety of strategies. Use cases include using it to token-gate a community, create an incentive, asking users to buy the NFT, then get them to burn it for access to physical goods or experiences, in-store NFT activations, all of it designed to give customers a sense of belonging. Digital NFTs could become a big part of community and marketing initiatives, but adoption will depend on practical, cost-effective solutions for storing, tracking, and verifying the physical items represented by the NFTs. And if you're already hearing a parody song in your head for Olivia Newton-John's Let's Get Fidgetal, I'm way ahead of you. The other new term you might be hearing more of is AI tokens. Okay, we're in a period now where you're almost not allowed to write or say anything without somehow including the term AI in it. It is the topic of 2023 and probably what I should have made this podcast about. But for our interest, how is AI getting applied in the crypto industry? Decrypt's Nathan Reif helps answer that by writing, Enthusiasts see it as a vital part of new financial and social ecosystems, including decentralized finance. As for AI tokens, they're cryptocurrencies that use AI to improve security, user experience, scalability, or several other factors. The thinking is it can be trained to put more automation and add trust or efficiency to crypto systems. Not enough for the U.S. financial system to stop screwing with it, but still. AI tokens can also be digital currencies that power AI-based projects like decentralized marketplaces or content generation services. Take ChatGPT, for example which I was somehow able to write this podcast without. I'm an enormously capable boy. If it's done nothing else, it's fired up the conversation and expectations around AI. As of early February 2023, the total market value of all AI tokens was about $1.6 billion. That's not much compared to the whole crypto space, but it's a baby boom. Finally, Paris Hilton is going to find you love and lifelong happiness, and she's going to use the metaverse to do it. I knew she was the answer to the world's emotional and relationship problems. Jesse Wittick reports Paris' 1111 Media has teamed with the Sandbox, no, not to write Saudi Arabian memos of understanding, but to create Paris Land, which is going to be an interactive, non-reality, reality hookup show. They're promoting it with more elegant language than that. They call it a romantic adventure set on a tropical island. It's hosted by Paris herself, who has a little more time to do it since her Netflix cooking show was canceled. It launched February 13th, and it'll run for about a month. 
Players will have five potential romantic partners, and they'll go through tasks like picking wedding rings and outfits, figuring out what's in the island chef's love burger, rescuing a castaway, flirting with other avatars. Once they pick somebody, they'll have a wedding. Paris will say, that's hot, and she'll DJ the reception. Say what you want about Paris. She's been right up there with Snoop Dogg in figuring out good business use cases for the metaverse, co-founding 1111 Media back in 2021. The company's head of Web3 and Metaverse, Cynthia Miller, says, We're thrilled to celebrate another holiday in the metaverse, this time in the sandbox with a mission to help people find love. That's all we've got for you this week. We're sorry we didn't find you a life partner. Don't rely on your memory. Subscribe to the show so you'll catch it every time. And we'll be back next week. (laughs) 